Hello everyone, I'm so grateful that you're here. The Brush is a lounge for women, a place where we share conversations about our brushes with love, life, and everything in between. I'm Monique Walker, welcome to The Brush. will take us into Lisa's life as a homosexual, a lesbian, and it's a place where she's lived for a number of years. And in that living, she has discovered that she was not, in fact, a lesbian or gay. As you may know by now, in this podcast series, we have been featuring conversations about sex and sexuality, what it is, what we know about it, how we use it, how we abuse it, can be misunderstood and misused as well. Uh, that said, let's get started with our conversation with Lisa. So at the end, and what I can see today is that this is what true love is really all about. As I check, and take control of the lives of individuals that are thrown away. And with my biological daughter, making sure that she's protected, my other children making sure they are protected, and the love that they bring to me on a daily basis, and every morning they're the same. That's what the consistency of love is really all about. And that's what I was searching for and didn't really know I had it. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it brought to me uh, a different sense of expression of love and knowing that this is what it's supposed to be. This is what it is. This is what true love is. And God speaks to me through their love and their response, their actions. Mm-hmm. So I get that sense of protect, uh, protectiveness to them and with them. Were, were your family members very uh, affectionate or compassionate or were they touchers? Did you experience a lot of that in your own, in your own family? No, we wasn't really um, uh, touchers and emotional. We were just, we come from the, the where I show you love, I, I'm a provider. My father was a provider. My mother is a is a she's she's a mother that that but it's hard to say, come here, baby, I love you, give me a hug. No, we didn't have that. It's just mm-hmm. like you just yeah, I, I love you because it's I'ma show you by taking making sure you're comfortable, making sure you're taken care of. You have meals every day. You you can come home to a stable home, stable foundation. So mm-hmm. that's that was stability and that was love. The stability and the foundation was love to us. Mm-hmm. But now, have you changed some of that with your daughter? Are you? Yes. You've, you've changed the way that you, yes. you're not, 
using the pattern of how you learned sensuality and intimacy and love and all those things, you've changed that for how you share that with your children. Absolutely. I'm more of a, I'm, I'm very, I mean, I'm balanced. Mm-hmm. Showing the affection of love, our expression of love by hugging and, mm-hmm. and uh, come on to celebrating, celebrating you and, and just bringing the balance and, and, and providing and giving you the foundation. So yes, you learn from it. And because everyone has some type of dysfunction growing up. So it's, that was a part of it. You, you, a, a different part of love, a different expression of expression of love. Um, so yes, now that it's, it's more, it's, it's totally opposite. in these in these conversations that we've been having we've been talking about identity we've been talking about sexuality we've been talking about love and intimacy and we the reason that i wanted to do these types of conversations was because all of them are different intimacy love sexuality identity they are not the same. They can go in and out and intermingle and intertwine, but they are not the same. And what we've discovered in uh, speaking with some of the therapists that uh, that I've had on the podcast to have this conversation, and you'll hear that in some of the other episodes, is that sometimes sex can be identified as love. Somebody can misunderstand it as love people think that love is is you know when when they're able to be sexually intimate with someone that 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 is their expression of love and and so many times it's we we're we can find ourselves as as human beings robbed of the essence of each one of those, what love is, what intimacy is, what sexuality is, and what identity is. Because here you're saying that you built a whole life around being identified as something that you were not because it was introduced to you at a time in your life when you were young and been and had been void of affection and compassion and, you know, those type touch, you know, hugging and and all of those kinds of things. And so there was a deficit or a deficiency there that someone else pretty much took advantage of and manipulated. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And that's, that's, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that's, that was my experience. Mm -hmm. That was my experience. And from that, you you learn yeah but how long does it take for you to learn and get it mm-hmm. um, what do you say to someone else who's 15 years old and searching because i, I mean you you can go search online watch the news any given time there are cases popping up all over the place where the church different churches have been have found themselves in situations very much similar to the one that you're speaking of it's some of most of them have been priests and boys um you know but the conversation around this happening 
to girls has mostly been heterosexual relationships where they were, um, you know, they're manipulated or sexually violated by, by people, but it's kind of rare or, or the, the, the kind of situation that you're describing where a female did something like this to a young girl is, 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 is not a conversation that you hear all the time. What do we do? Because our children are going into churches. They're going into schools. They're going into people's homes. I remember when my little girl was, was young, she, you know, everybody wanted to spend the night with friends or wanted to spend a night somewhere. And so if this is how young people are getting introduced to love and intimacy and sexuality and, and, and identity, where, what, what can we as family members, what more can we do to help our young children not do their learning this way? You know what I'm saying? As innocent as your parents are, because you know, I kind of grew up in a in a in a in rural Mississippi, and you know, I I think I was the one running around talking about you know, I love you, I love you, I love you all the time, and it was almost kind of shameful to say something like that because you know, love was kind of kept private. It was it was not one of the. I remember when I first came back to Mississippi and I was showing with my first child, I was, my stomach was out just a little bit and I raised my top and let the young kids play around with my tummy because I was eating ice and my baby, my baby would move and the kids were fascinated by it. So when the older folks came around and they saw me doing that, they thought it was totally disgraceful. I shouldn't have done that. And so it's not uncommon for, people to grow up, children to grow up in, in households where love and affection or tenderness or, or these types of things that you're, that you're talking about is not expressed. But just like you said, it doesn't mean that the family doesn't love you. They love you deeply. Those kinds of things just don't happen, but there's still a need. So here you are, 53 years old, you wake up, you find out this is not who I want to be, that I've not been my authentic and true self. What about people who get locked in stuff like this and can't find their way out? How did you find your way out? I found my way out, Monique. It's, it, was, it was truly and really a journey. And I would say to your first question, I would say to your to the millennials, teenagers, parents, uh, grandmothers, caregivers, um, just listen and pay attention. Focus. Um, Most importantly, if someone or something don't feel right, if you have that intuition as a mother, uh, as a caregiver you're gonna feel something isn't right if it's not right is if you don't feel it being right is not right and i would open up a door use wisdom today especially today we have to use so much wisdom in talking and how we are communicating to our babies to our teenagers to our millennials how we are communicating how are we introducing 
a relationship with God to them. And if they want or desiring to live a life of homosexuality, what do we do with that? Mm-hmm. We listen to them. We express to them, how are you going to, you are really trying to find out. That's why it's an identity problem. You're mm-hmm. really trying to find out who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for them to be who they are and to, to express who you are. Mm-hmm. As a parent, we have to be very careful of the surroundings, like you're saying, who we have around them. And that's normal and it's common. But is somebody going to get in in their life, someone is going to seep in and get in the cracks, get in some kind of way. And if we see it and we recognize it, we have to go into into that protective mode like no other. Mm -hmm. And in the same same token, you want to show love. You don't want to condemn. Because the most, the more we condemn, the more you're gonna rebel. It doesn't right. matter if you're a child or if you're an adult. You're gonna mm-hmm. continue to rebel. So the more you just show love, and you just express and talk, let them talk out. Don't get to a point to where, oh, I don't want to own you as a child if you choose to live a life of lesbianism or homosexuality. You don't want to do that. You have to love on them. We have to love everyone in, in a sense of knowing that it's really okay and it's going to be okay. Because if, if I found my way out of this, Monique, mm-hmm. I, God, <laughs> God he, he shed his grace on me because I didn't, I didn't stop until I found him. I went through whatever I needed to go through to get to him. So anytime we see someone, a child, going through and trying to search and trying to seek, and some of them may be desiring to have sex changes, uh, desiring to be a woman, desiring to be a man, want to be a transvestite, it's, it's why? Why are you wanting to go that route? And then whatever your answer to that question is, listen. Right. Listen and use wisdom. And love them, love them just where they are. Because, you know, I, I have friends who are in gay relationships. They're very happy. Um, they, they found their true, authentic self and they've made peace with where they are. And, and, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't judge anyone's, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm just me. And all I can answer for is who I am. But to hear that someone has had to live this way because of the emotional scars that happened as a child, it just makes me wonder how much of this is happening in the world that we don't get to hear about, you know, um, and, and we're talking about the church, you know, there's, there's, uh, all kinds of material out there that suggest, and I can't confirm this because I wasn't there, that King James was a gay man. There's um, Henry Wynn. I don't know if you know him, but he's one of the greatest religious writers of our time, of history. And he too was a gay man, but didn't want that exposed until 
after he had passed away. But whatever you choose or whatever you believe you are, I think that what's important is that in this concept of you finding your authentic or your authentic self, it's important that children understand that in the search for that authenticity, be real with yourself about what that looks like, what that sounds like, what that feels like, and what you know about it and what you believe about it. Um, you know what I'm saying? I think so many times we get caught up in in, yeah. in in trying to be validated by someone outside of your family, trying to be affirmed by someone outside of your family, being told what is authentic and what is natural and what is true outside of your family. If if the only place we can find transparency is outside of the the home that we were born into we have a bigger problem than COVID-19. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a, it is. It, it, it's, it's a major. I, I agree. To, I mean, 100% and more because I know my experience. That's what, that's what I lived. I was and at 15, we're just coming into puberty. We're just yeah, yeah. to hear about boyfriends and girlfriends and, you know, hormones are starting to kick in. And unless someone teaches us well, then we find you, it's easy to find yourself in a situation like this, because like you said, it felt good. So if it feels good, you're in the church, they're still allowing you to come into the church. Then what would, it's like, they let me have ice cream. Well, ice cream tastes good or candy tastes good. Or, you know, most of the time when sex is done well and done right with two intimate partners, it can be an enjoyable thing. But even at it feeling good, if it, if it violated your, your authentic and pure self, then that's just like me. I can sit around, I can eat two gallons of ice cream right now. But if I do, they're going to be, something's going to happen. My body is going to, I could become a diabetic. I could become overweight. Something could happen. But just because it feels good, you won't know that it hasn't been a good experience for you until later on. And and I just, uh, I apologize because that was so unfair to you. As a 15 year old, your innocence, your, your, the pureness of your essence was just, it was like, it was stripped away. Yeah, it's, um, and, and that's, that's why I go into the mode of Monique of protection and watching and paying attention to emotions and listening and trying to understand be, and, and, and I, I, I'm so, I pay so close attention to, to the voice of what people are saying, what they're not saying, mm -hmm. uh, what they're speaking, how they're speaking. Um, so it's, it, 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 it's taken me to a place where I had to push, I had to fight for my life. Mm -hmm. I had to run. Um, I was in places and positions where I knew I can be great and I was, I can be even greater. 
but trying to live in a in a place in my mental in my psyche where I knew I couldn't get out of there. Mm-hmm. It was you. You basically was in a a, a a a box, but yet you had to fight through it. Yeah. So with with my with my daughter, it basically gave me life. She gave me life to live, mm-hmm. to be have my purpose and and continue to push for the rest of my life and the rest of her life. So I swear it's like I have to, I have to do something. I'm not going to just sit here and not be who I am. Mm-hmm. Are um, you in a relationship now? No, I'm not. I'm not in a relationship and I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm 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 just enjoying me. Yeah. And understand and you just like what we're talking you're talking decades of being just in a place where I thought I was really okay I thought I was really being who I was and who I who at that particular time I thought I was okay but when I realized I wasn't okay now being authentic being transparent being true having the space in my mind to be creative and think of more that I can help, I can do, I can listen, I can teach more people. Yes, I'm good. Mm -hmm. So I want to say, I want to say a few words. And then after I say the word, I want you to tell me what that means to you now. Love. Love means um, being who you are, being just being you. And love is 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 not being intimate. Is not a, it's a different level of intimacy. It's just a, a love now is just opposite, total opposite of what I thought it was. It's just being enough for myself is love. Sex. Ooh, that's total opposite. Sex to me now is is definitely not the definition of what I thought it was. Um, sex is at this point in my life, if I find someone that I'm really, really able to have a a relationship that I can, we can think alike and be alike, then I I would. Sex will be on a totally different level. It's a totally different expression to me now with two people. It's different. Intimacy. Intimacy is definitely not love in that on the level that I thought it was. Intimacy now is, is being in a place where I'm quiet. I'm okay. I can take time out. It's, it's, it's a... It's a level of a place where I can be who I am and with myself. I can be in a relationship with God and know that it's okay to be with God. I'm spending time just with me. That's that's intimacy to me. And what is authenticity? What have you found now about yourself that you love more than anything? 
I didn't really know I was beautiful. I didn't know that I was, I can be transparent now. I can sit at the table and be myself. I can be enough. It's okay to be who I am. And, but the most important part is that I'm enough. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be who I am. So in those relationships, there was a, like a, a struggle or an uphill battle. And so now you feel like maybe more than struggling, you are thriving. You know what I'm saying? It's not a striving, but more of a, a thriving. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's not a, it's not the, it's not an effort. It's basically it's no just fight. There's no fight. You don't wake up fighting to defend. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm just showing up to be who I am. And so, with this book, because I I, I love to our audience, you're gonna. I don't know who the photographer is, but he did an amazing job, and I'm sure that that was because he had. An amazing, and I call her a model because she looks like one. She's just glowing and glare. I can see the pureness of who you are, the identity that you have found in in yourself. And I would advise anyone to go get the book. When you buy the book, you're helping to be a part of the organization that she has established where she is now the nurturer, the caregiver for children with disabilities. And, you know, I would hate to ever think that anyone would abuse or hurt, uh, you know, a child with disabilities, but I do know that it happens. And so I I understand that you're a, a huge advocate for these young people, but I believe that too, as you are advocating for them, you're still advocating for the 15 year old girl that 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 lived years and years and years of not being able to be your authentic transparent and true self absolutely and that's it um i mean i fight for all i mean um everyone my 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 life it it speaks volumes to uh, individuals with special needs, individuals who do not have special needs. Yeah, I, I've mentored and talked and worked with so many different individuals, raised individuals without special needs, uh, quote unquote normal individuals. So it's 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 my it's my duty and my responsibility mm-hmm. to protect the fifteen year old of uh, uh, male or female. It's right. my responsibility. Yes. You're you're in church today, am I right? Absolutely. So, so so you're a lesbian, gay woman. You find this church, you walk in, you announce to them, "Hey, I'm here and I'm gay." What happens next? <laughs> I, I went to. Uh, it's funny you say that, Monique. When I when I went to uh, Kingdom School of Ministry, Dr. Cindy Trim, uh, last year. And uh, we we had broke out into groups, and they said, "Lisa, what what's what? Who are you? What do you do?" I said, "I'm gay, <laughs> and I love God. I'm gay, and I love God. I'm taking the course. 
And that's how, that's how I expressed and that's how I explained and that's how I introduced myself. So and what happened next? Nothing. It was basically, um, I began to, when I said it and I began to look, I mean, I didn't care what people thought. I didn't care what they said. I wore my suits. I wore my ties. I, um, I mean, I was a stud. So, and I, I wore it well. Um, it didn't matter at that point. So when I, when I, when I went through the experience, through the ministry or through the school, it, it, it changed my life because it wasn't anyone trying to judge me. It wasn't anyone trying to ask me questions. It was an experience that I had with, with, had with God and him, myself only. Uh, the, the ministry, the, the school, the courses that I was taking, I had to take my time and study and read and it was like all of the my questions. How am I gonna stop wearing dresses? I mean, stop wearing suits. How am I gonna? That wasn't even a concern at that point. It was mm -hmm. like I have to get my soul right. Mm -hmm. I have to get my 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 mind right. I have to get whatever I need to do to make sure that I'm a, I'm in alignment with God at this point. So that's what I took on. And as I took it on and began to even go through the coaching, everything I was doing, I was being coached. So because I wanted more, Monique, I didn't want just something simple. I wanted, I wanted something different. So as I went on through the coaching, everything started just falling because I was seeking, I was pushing, I was searching. Mm -hmm. And I didn't stop. And I'm still searching. Mm -hmm. So that's basically what, what took place. All of a sudden I looked up, I was different. I was thinking different. My mental was different. Mm -hmm. The people that was around me start to tell me, Lisa, I don't feel comfortable around you anymore. You don't, you don't eat the same. You don't act the same. You don't look the same. And I wasn't even seeing it, but I was living something different in my heart mm -hmm. because I was searching for something more. But now you were in a in a place where you were not being rejected or not being manipulated as well. So you took an online course or or a, 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 a course. you took a course that anybody was anybody, eligible to take. I went to Atlanta. I was around. We were, it was around uh, hundreds of women, hundreds of men and women, more women than men. Right. I was around. I mean. We, we we went to the went to the course and took the course and after that I began to apply these um, everything that I was learning through the word through my searching through I wanted to get something different I wanted something different out of this mm -hmm. uh, and I kept and I continued to study I continued to look at documentaries look at um, read uh, books that would better me, leadership, change, mm -hmm. uh, anything that would, would, that would spark my attention. I was listening and, and learning as much as I could. Um, uh, got with my brother, began to, he challenged me to become a triathlete. So anything that I, I wasn't doing before that was different, I did it. 
Mm -hmm. I want to do something totally opposite of what I did before. Mm -hmm. So that's what my life took on. Just newness. And so what unfolded for you was that you were a female living in a female body because yeah. there are people and, and we have an interview coming up that you'll hear in this series of a woman whose whose situation was the total opposite. She knew when she was a little girl that she was a female on the outside, but she was having a, a male experience on the inside of her body that she did not know what to do with. And actually she was in her fifties when she finally broke free and spoke about it. And her story is amazing. She too had been in the church for all of her life, still is, but never said anything because she was afraid that if she did, it would, she would become, you know, alienated. Um, you know, she would, it, she knew that what was being preached in the particular church where she was, that it was, it had been said that being that way was wrong. So she didn't want to be wrong. She married too, had children, had a family, divorced, walked away. So my point is trapped is trapped. You understand? So here oh, you are, you discover that you were not homosexual, but you were still living in a, 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 a lifestyle that trapped that where you were trapped and here she is at the opposite of the spectrum and again trapped she cannot do anything about what you know what's going on with her her truth her 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 identity that authentic authenticity came to her when she was 50 same thing she would go into the closet when she was very small pray to god cry to god take me god all of this kind of stuff because she didn't know to, what to do with what was going on with her and so i don't judge anyone's sexuality i don't create babies i don't i don't do that I, and i i wanted this out here this conversation to be had with you, Lisa, because just like the other young lady, somebody may find themselves in a situation like that. And this may be an opportunity for them to step up or, or say something, do what we said, um, you know, tell somebody or somebody could hear this and be watching or listening and say, Hey, you know, I've, I've noticed this, or I've noticed that how begin to have those non-judgmental conversations, because just like you said, when you offend, there's no opportunity for coming together and trying to deal with things and to hold somebody else's vulnerability. You're not going to get to it if you're offensive. In situations like this one, where someone may find themselves living in a situation where they are pretending to be something that they not, they're not because of what they thought that love or intimacy or sex or being valued and being appreciated and being affectionate and that what they thought a, a false sense of what love is or any of those things are. If you're listening and this is happening with you, same thing. Talk to somebody. Be true to who you are. Anything you want to add to that, Miss Lisa? 
I love it. I mean, you wrapped it up. It's it's just being who you are. I, I'm a I'm a echo just what you're saying. Just keep searching. Don't yeah. stop. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. Be who you are. It's okay. You are enough. You are enough. It's okay. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, it's so easy to become a people pleaser. <laughs> of course. That's a that's a whole nother topic, you know, but it's inclusive. It's 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 a part of it. it you because that's the main it's one of the main areas that you just want to please other people. Once you stop pleasing other people and be who you are, you're gonna find your true authentic self. Yeah. When you can get past people, you're gonna be this conversation is still unraveling. I believe that, Lisa, your process is still unraveling. I think there's more discovery that will come. You've only been out of this false sense of, of living in a false sense of self for a, a year, right? Less than a year. This just this transformation happened for you when you were 53. You're 54 now. Am I right? So you're just like uh, almost a year into the journey, am I right? A year into the to the new journey. Correct. For yeah, this year mm-hmm. in August, it's it's yeah. almost a year. Yes, mm-hmm. right. So so, so that I believe that the conversation will broaden. It will get bigger. There will be more words. There will be more conversation. There will be. I, I look for Lisa to be on stages talking about what happened to her, so that other people can resonate with something about your story, and then they too can maybe not be 53 when they discover and break free, but maybe be 16, 17, 19, or 20. Somehow or another, overcome their fears through this message of bravery and courage to stamp out fear. Because when you find bravery and you find courage, fear will run. It cannot, it not, it cannot come around. So here, hearing this and hearing you sharing, and I thank you so much for doing it um, today. I, I believe that it'll be a first step in a in a couple of other conversations to come as you continue to to pour out. She is Lisa A. Thomas. She has a newly published book, and it's entitled In Search of the Authentic Lisa Thomas. Lisa lived some 30 years as a lesbian and discovered just last year at the age of 53 that that was not her true self. This has been an amazing time. I want everyone to please give this conversation the value and the honesty and the authenticity that it deserves. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. I'm Monique Walker, your host. This is The Brush Podcast. The Brush is a podcast for women where we share our conversations about our brushes with love, life, and everything in between. You can learn more about us at www.thebrushlounge.com. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Facebook.